Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is Short Stuff, a pretty interesting one that comes from our friends at How Stuff Works, I believe, specifically and, from Robert Attenborough. At yeah, and, and lots of other places, because this, I just saw this all over the news last week, mm. uh, the this, this story of Beethoven's DNA mm-hmm. has been uh, researched, and it just, I don't know, it was like it hit the news cycle, and I saw it in a bunch of places. I mean, I can understand why. It's very, very fascinating. More fascinating yeah. than it appears on the surface. And the surface is Beethoven was um, fairly famous for suffering from a lot of terrible health maladies for um, many years late in his life until his death. Uh, very most famously, his hearing loss, which is just fascinating that he was still able to compose with hearing loss. That's just insane. Yeah. But um, people, some people are very much fascinated with Beethoven, even more than other people. And one of those people is Tristan Begg, who is a student of biological anthropology at UC Santa Cruz and also an enormous Beethoven enthusiast. And he said, hey, I want to put my two things together and figure out what the heck was going on with Beethoven's body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now we back up a little bit and talk a little bit about DNA and the challenges of taking DNA from a dead person to figure anything out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not that easy. You DNA from a live human is much easier to work with and sequence. But um, if you're trying to get good DNA from a, a body, um, you're going to want teeth, ideally, sure. or the petrous bone in the skull, um, which we did not have from Beethoven. But uh, during Beethoven's day, um, collecting locks from... <laughs> brilliant people's hair was a thing. And so by virtue of that, it turns out there were uh, quite a few samples of Beethoven's locks around the world. Uh, and they ended up with what they thought was eight of them. Yes. Uh, Tristan Begg had eight uh, that he was able to access. Um, none of them had roots, which was made the whole thing much more difficult. If you have a root, you got a much better chance of extracting a whole genome from it, right? Yeah, but plucking a whole handful of hair from Beethoven's head was not allowed. Beethoven did not want that to happen. He said, sure, (laughs) you can use some old-timey scissors on me um, or maybe even a sharp knife, and I'll sit here and let you do it. (laughs) But I do not pluck my hair. So that meant that the DNA in there, in in this hair, was composed of short, broken fragments. But Tristan Begg is such a Beethoven enthusiast and such a student of biological anthropology that he said, I don't care. I'm going to piece together different fragments of DNA from these hair samples, from each hair sample, to to create basically as close to a genetic profile as I possibly can for each of the eight locks of hairs. And he did it. That's right. I was so trying to come up with a joke about plucking hair and what do you think I am, a harpsichord player. <laughs> uh, and then I tried to think of a, like maybe Bach or somebody I couldn't remember who was most notable for their harpsichord work. And then I thought maybe Beethoven had some harpsichord stuff and sure. I bailed. But I was just in my head that entire time. Oh, man, you missed some great stuff by oh, me then. 
All apologies. All to think of a joke that I missed the yeah. opportunity of. But at least you got to explain it. All right. So the big reveal is is that he ended up with uh, uh, two locks of hair uh, that had, with DNA uh, sampling, uh, where they were like, all right, it's Western Central Europe. We got great Providence records. Yeah, that's going a big back one. to yeah, going back to the the early 19th century. Uh, so these two we feel really good about. We got three more that are genetically identical to those. So mm-hmm. that's also probably Beethoven, and this is pretty good Providence records. Um, so we think these are for sure Beethovens, but the other three are problematic because one is a woman, right? Uh, so that's somebody got you know probably paid way too much money for fake Beethoven locks. Yeah, for real. Uh, and then another is a little side note. Um, uh, Beethoven would probably be mad about that because there are no side notes. <laughs> Each note is as important as the last. <laughs> yes, only the notes that I wrote. Uh, but the side note is that that lock, it turns out, had been previously used to conclude that Beethoven had uh, lead poisoning. Right. And it turns out that probably wasn't even Beethoven's hair. Right. So the upshot of the whole thing is is that he had on his hands now five locks of hair genetically identical to one another, two of which were basically 100% guaranteed to be Beethoven's because they had provenance records. So he he had five locks of Beethoven's hair to work with. So I say, Chuck, that that is a great point to take our ad break. Let's do it. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.
Uh, all right. So here we are with Beethoven's hair. Mm-hmm. And they did some research on his DNA. And they came back with some pretty interesting results. Uh, one of which, and they kind of figured this, but they were like, all right, his hearing loss wasn't genetic. Uh, it rarely is genetic anyway when you have adult onset hearing loss. Mm-hmm. So they kind of figured that was coming, and that was kind of proved out. Uh, but they said he does have uh, poopy pants a lot. Yeah. He suffers from GI issues, and he has liver disease or had liver disease. Yeah. Um, so they could not find anything that they could connect to the GI problems. It sounds like he just had some bad clams that stayed with him or <laughs> some sort of bad luck, but it wasn't a genetic thing. Uh, but the the thing that they did connect to the his genetics, um, his genes, were his liver issues. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he suffered from pretty bad uh, cirrhosis, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know from just sort of historical record that he did um, have attacks of jaundice, a pretty clear issue uh, with your liver going on. Yeah. Uh, but they actually found genetic proof. They found... Um, particular variant, uh, two copies of the PNPLA3 gene uh, linked to cirrhosis, and then single copies of two variants of a gene that causes uh, hemochromatosis. Nice. uh, Another liver condition. Uh, And then they also found a little surprise in that, I I don't think they even knew about this at all until then, that he had hepatitis B. Yes, at the very least in the final months of his life, possibly before the thing is, is that's not scandalous. A lot of people in Europe had Hep B at the time. Another thing that a lot of people did at the time was drink lots and lots of booze by today's standards. Mm-hmm. And there'd long been question about whether Beethoven's jaundice was brought on by liver disease, brought on by excessive drinking. And apparently there's even, you know, record that mentions he liked to drink. But it was not clear how much he liked to drink and if he liked to drink more than the average person. So right. apparently Beg, Tristan Begg went one step further, examined records as closely as they could, and said, I think he just drank like a normal amount. Like, yeah, it'd be a lot today, but that's not what causes liver problems. Right. It was genetic. Right. Pretty interesting stuff. Have you ever seen Immortal Beloved, the Beethoven movie no, with I Gary haven't. Oldman? No, I have not. It was good. I think I think it was 90s. Uh, I want to say it was 90s. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed hey, it. When's the last time you saw The Professional with Gary Oldman? That's been a while. I saw it a month ago. It's good. I bet it holds up. Even better than it was back yeah. then. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And Natalie Portman being 12, like, outacts everybody else on the screen. It's yeah. nuts, man. That, She's great. That whole movie is just so good. Leon, yeah. Um, the uh, Immortal Beloved is good. It's not. Um, it's not Amadeus level, mm-hmm. um, as evidenced by the fact that it didn't like clean up at the Academy Awards. But it was pretty good. So, uh, just remind me, Amadeus was played by uh, the Hulse. guy who who was in Animal House, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I wanted to and make a, sure. And like, F. Murray Abraham, yeah. yeah, F. Murray Abraham was uh, was Salieri, right? Uh, and boy, boy, that was good. I want to see that again soon. That's a good one. I have not ever seen it. I never got around to it. Mm. Amadeus is good. It's worth a look if you ever get a, a hankering for a 19, I think that was 80s biopic. Yes, for sure. Because the theme song, Rock Me Amadeus, hit the charts in the 80s like <laughs> wildfire. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for short stuff, everybody. If you wanted to know more about Beethoven, you couldn't possibly. 
Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.